Hi everyone, my name's Red Cachet and continuing with the secrets theme, I wanted to tell you um, a secret about, I hope I haven't said this before now, um, but <laughs> I wanted to tell you a secret about um, the stock market and food produce um, that happened in the Armageddon. So really, really pleased about this. I think I may have touched on it in a different um, podcast but basically um obviously as queen i have to do everything basically um and the thing about it is is that there was a lot of people not taking this like now a lot of people not taking responsibility they were just because i'm queen that means that i'm the top person in the country believe it or not <laughs> and so anyone beneath me which is everyone except for the king i suppose um, we're just like saying, well, it's not my job, it's not my job, not my job, it's not my job, that'd be you. So basically, the buck stops with me, yeah? So I was like, oh, okay, all right, I've got to do this, that, and the other. And I was thinking, you know what? I need an education, I mean, like, more education to do all the things that I have to do because I ain't got a clue. I was just like, yeah, great. <laughs> you know, people go, and what are you going to do to solve all these problems? You're like, I don't know. But you know what? When you apply yourself, and I know this, it's like I couldn't fathom how I was ever going to find uh, the solution to Chernobyl. I mean, and the solution was the uh, the uh, thing we get G. What's it called? I don't. I can't. I don't even know if it's got a name. But obviously, it's got a name. I can't remember what it is. But it's basically um, a Bible invention. And I used lots of, about two or three different maths degrees for it. And possibly one or two chemistry degrees or science. I can't remember. Anyway, so from the Bible, um, I got, I was told there was an idea in the Bible, first of all, um, for uh, purity. And I kept praying on this subject. Um, and the purity... Um, section covered I think about two pages the whole of what I want for what I wanted anyway and I went all around the houses and eventually ended up with a mathematical and chemical um, equation which then became the solution to Chernobyl disaster which was basically a nuclear bomb going off in the 80s um, in Russia, in a place called Chernobyl. And that contaminated the land, and it spread the, the radiation. So, and obviously it killed all the animals and all the people there, and people living there thereafter were also breathing in radiated air and living off the earth where, you know, where they were eating radiated vegetables and stuff. And even if they thought they were in a safer zone, they might not have been because it spreads um but anyway so it was terrible and everyone had cancer and all kinds of radiation related diseases and hair falling out and all sorts and it was horrible you've probably seen that there's a thing on simpsons where you know they've got fish with three eyes and things like that where they've been irradiated and stuff like that it wasn't quite like that but it was really really bad and i was thinking i don't know what to do i don't know what to do about this because i was there when the bomb went off not obviously in the zone but i mean something happened I don't know who did that bomb but there was a bomb basically 
that went off and no one knew what it was and then obviously because everyone died which is really well there was hardly anyone in the area for starters but the point is that loads of people thereafter died that's what i mean which is really not good anyway so i said i felt guilty because i just thought i remember this whole pressing button things last weekend did i do that did i do that it wasn't a nuclear bomb thing that i was pressing buttons on something i think it was just a computer but anyway um so was everyone else it weren't just me but anyway um i thought you know what this is a terrible thing to happen anywhere i must come up with a solution um and i didn't know how i was going to do it so that's why i decided to just to re-educate myself get loads of degrees and um take on loads of challenges to um solve problems that the whole world and the governments are, are facing anyway so this kind we put it in the compost we put it in the earth it's like a uh a purity pure pure purityizer it basically makes things purer um and it purifies the water um from contamination and this we put in the fertilizer and we made a little late thing and cured Chernobyl. Amazing, isn't that amazing? Anyway, so things like that, you can't comprehend when you first start. You're just like, okay, the first step is to have the idea to or the, the will to want to do something. Um, that was the first thing. Um, I'd already been recognised as Queen by then uh, at that point as well. This is just like it's within the Armageddon but it was before we realised it was an Armageddon so that makes sense and um, so I was like right that's what I'm going to do and then I when I was in government I said I was going to help business that was what I was going to do I was going to help British industry for the betterment of the country I think I said something like that and um, this is pretty much the only thing I could say in government where they all cheer nothing else I can say that would make them cheer I couldn't think of anything else anyway <laughs> and I'm pretty good at business anyway so um I decided to get loads of degrees so every time I thought there's a big challenge I thought right I'm gonna have to get um some more education to to give myself the knowledge and the know-how and a sound grounding in this the modern sciences or the maths that goes behind whatever it is anyway so because I had loads of math degrees um and obviously I own five merchant banks, so they teach me stuff as well. Um, I was in America, and a futures broker was standing next to me as we were looking at stuff, and he was talking to me about the softs. The softs, if you don't know what they are, it's um, basically uh, a commodity, which is like apples or... Uh, anything like food that's perishable because they call it softs um and as you know um people trade on the stock market um you might ha have heard of like um isis and things um which are related to the stock market and softs is one of them technology is another sector um there's all different sectors but softs is one of them this futures broker was a softs broker and he didn't he, he really was like this is my thing and it's going to pop and I was like wow what's happened and it was like well obviously it was he didn't know I don't think he said global warming but that's what it was um and he was like you know everything I don't know what to do this apples for instance I mean when does anyone ever run out of apples anywhere for any reason it's like doesn't matter what 
happens in terms of the weather, generally, there's always going to be apples. Um, and apples were going down in decline. The, the whole future soft fruits, softs, was really on a massive decline. And it was like, well, we need someone to do something about it. These are financial people. These are not farmers or anything like that. These are financial people. And he's like, this is the whole industry. He's looking at the industry all over the world. All over the world this is happening. And I was like, oh my God, we're all going to starve to death. And it was like, I don't think it's that bad. And I was like, no, it is. Look, look at that decline. That means it's not just, it's not just that there's no food which there was food, but what I mean is the fact that the market goes down is because there's not enough. The price might go up, which it didn't really go up that much at all, but the thing is that the farmers weren't able to deliver because they had less crops, obviously, because of the global warming. Um, anyway, so basically the whole market was going to pop this is all over the world, yeah, so, and what happens in global warming, well, obviously, crops get burnt in the sun, they rot quicker, that means there's more insects, so there's, you know, there's like, people wanting to use more insecticides, because there's more insects, um, people not really knowing anything about irrigation, these people were like, you know, some people had just been invented and I was like, oh my God, what are they going to do? They come, I don't know what they're going to do. We need to find them work so that they, you know, they're not just going to start off, basically. So I said, all right, let's use this as farming land. I got permission. So I said, right, you farm this, you farm this, you farm this, and taught them how to farm. And um, taught them some irrigation things. Unfortunately, I was followed by the saboteurs who just told them a load of crap. So they didn't like doing my irrigation idea, which would have been blooming brilliant because it was that water aid thing whereby you dig grooves in the land and within that groove it's greener collects all the rain um but they didn't want to do that so some survived some didn't um but that's like the a primary industry because it is dealing directly with the earth you know it's coming out of the earth anyway so more farmers came because of the the in, figment inventions that people were making. Anyway, which was good, but it took a lot of my time to teach and to get these farmers going in the first instance. Um, anyway, so the next thing to do was, actually, they, the futures broker was just telling me, he just said, no, we need sustainable soft sustainable that's the words he used and i was like what do you mean sustainable and he was like like you have to make it so it, whatever happens nothing goes wrong and then he said like apples and i was like oh but that's going down he's like, i know but it's not going down as much as the rest of them i was like all right so then i was like right so what you mean is trees because a tree is more sustainable than say a uh, like a, a, a carrot in the in the ground. Obviously, you can't get carrot trees, but <laughs> I was just thinking a tree is more sustainable than a little plant. Yeah, which is what people do. They grow a little plant, and, and then and then they crop it, and that's that. So I was thinking, what 
obviously apples grow on trees, oranges grow on trees, peaches, nectarines, pears, all of them grow on, grow on trees, which should be sustainable. So now, do other things grow on trees? I found that tomatoes grow on trees. There's a tomato tree, can you believe it? Tomatoes, a potato tree, I can't believe that, but it's actually true, potatoes. There's a wheat kind of tree, which isn't actually a tree, it's more like a, I thought it would go into a tree, but it went into a sort of like a massive bush thing. But they're good. They're really good. They get really big grains of flour, which obviously flour in it. Anyway, so I was like, right, okay, I'll do, I'll, I'll do something. It took me like a few visits to get the hang of what he was actually saying. This is a global problem. But in terms of the companies that I would deal with, like I own Sainsbury's, I own Tesco's, I probably own a few more supermarkets that I don't remember. Um, all of these supermarkets, Waitrose, I think I own, yeah. Anyway, so I was thinking, right, all these companies, I've got to do something for them, because obviously they, they don't think I do anything. But they won't even acknowledge I exist. <laughs> but still, it's still my responsibility. So I thought, right, all these companies, something has to happen so that we have to have sustainable food. Now, a lot of people think that if we import all our food, which is a load of, um, excuse me, rubbish, and more and more people thought importing was the thing to do. Well, actually, the thing to do to make sure that the people in this country can eat is to have food grown in this country. So we sectioned off some land and we thought, right, that's Sainsbury's, that's Waitrose, that's Morrison's or whatever. And we said, right, we grow the apples, grow the pears, grow the cabbages or grow the cauliflower or grow this that and the other so that there's like plots of land not farms set as such because they are and they're not orchard as such because it's not limited to like just apples or just nectarines or something like that so we've got whole plots of land which are sectioned off for the supermarkets which then give jobs to the regionals like rural areas where people can get a job fit with let's say tesco's um, and picking strawberries or picking apples or nectarines or whatever it is and um, I thought that was good because the rural people are just like what, how are they going to live um, but they can they get money for, for doing that now obviously it's seasonal work but I mean there's there's fruits and vegetables and things that uh, are all throughout the the year so they might they might have all year round work now I don't know Anyway, it took, it took for a little while, obviously, it took a little while for the plants to grow into trees, or the young trees to grow into mature trees and so forth. Um, and that was my idea for the supermarkets, which they won't acknowledge, because I started doing the gardening and they thought I was an ordinary worker. <laughs> anyway. I quite like doing that kind of gardening stuff in, in the orchard things. It's lovely. Um, anyway, so um, that's that. And I did that all around the country. There's dots of orchardy things and trying to grow like tomato tree. <laughs> I still haven't seen, actually seen a tomato tree. I wonder if somebody's grown one yet. Anyway, or I've seen a potato tree. Um, anyway, so the other thing was obviously the reforestation of England. Um, have you heard of the Dragon Charter? Well, my betrothed made the deal with one of the dragons, which someone invented. The dragon was really, really annoyed. Several dragons were really annoyed because everyone tried to kill them, obviously, because they're dragons. 
And um, but the thing is, dragons are really intelligent. Everyone knows that. And um, the dragon was like, "How dare you ruin the land? If you're oh, talking to me as queen, how dare I ruin the land? The trees have gone. You are an abomination." And I was just like, "Oh my god!" And it weren't me that done that. And I was just like, D-. "I had to explain. It's not me." It's like they accepted it, weren't me? And then I was like, "Okay, well then, I would want to put things right." Naturally, I'm not going to be on the wrong side of a, a dragon. <laughs> I like dragons. So um, we invited the dragon into the castle. And then my betrothed, um, led with, and some lawyers, I'm sure, and the monks, I think they were, um, wrote out the charter. And my husband, I say husband, to be betrothed, um, signed on the dragon for the dragon's charter. Which basically means that the country has to be reforested, which is being done. So I'm very, very, I've seen some of it, and I'm really, really pleased with that, really pleased. Um, so, and I'm hoping that there's loads of, like, diversity with the trees so that um, the land is able to to recover from this global warming that is is marked in in the land. There's like, you know, if you do one of those test things, you can see with what where the date is that the global warming scorched the whole of England, you know? Um anyway, and the radiation obviously as well. So that means that we need castor trees for the oil to go back in the ground. There's a traditional English tree that's really good for that, but I can't remember what that's called. We have a few of them but they like to be in clumps of like sixty, so we need quite a big space to put them in. Um so loads and loads and loads of sustainable food is grown in this country which I'm really really pleased about and obviously I encourage loads of other countries and put seeds in other countries so that um, sustainable food or sustainable softs will be available for every single country because not to say importing is wrong, importing is not wrong but it's just expensive and why when we can do it in our country for ourselves you know I'm sure we still import loads of special varieties or whatever but you know we should have a lot grown in this country i would say the majority i think you've seen it in tesco's best of british also just coming from sustainable crops now i'm really pleased about that and plus the irrigation and there's like um some organic um what they call it you know like shells the the shells they crunch it up and pop it around and that dissuades all the bugs and things and um, like snails and slugs it dissuades and um, the other thing what was it the companies that make the fish bone and blood mix which is the what do you call it bone meal which is really good for the, the earth so more and more parts of the earth are being cared for with bone meal which is completely natural and um, the two trees that are really good for the land that help everything grow are dotted around as well, which is one is a borage tree. That's excellent for growing things around. Makes everything grow really quickly and healthy because of the nitrogen it produces in the soil. And also the other one is cowslip, which is a beautiful tree. It um, has lovely yellow flowers. And that used to be all over England. It's hardly around anymore. But I'm hoping that more of those will appear because they make the earth, um, they make things grow as well. Things around cowslip um, grow better because cowslip is there. It starts off with a little plant. looks a bit like um, 
uh, one of the bulbs. It's tiny. It's not that attractive as a little plant, but as a tree, it's beautiful. Anyway, so I went back to the future's broken. I said, I've done it, I've done it, I've done this. And he was really pleased, but he said, right, so in about 10 years' time, <laughs> we should see an upturn. And I'm wondering if that actually showed, I'm not sure it did show, but I'm just wondering, because there's going to be a lag between, obviously, once the tree's mature and everything's coming from those trees to the supermarkets, um, then does that mean that there's an upturn straight away? No, because the general public wouldn't even know necessarily um so there's a lag between the time when it's you know being utilized to the time when people find out and then have confidence in the softs market so i wonder how long that delay was i'm i'm pretty sure it'd be about 25 years maybe more i'm not sure i don't know anyway so that was my my big secret which isn't that big a secret now because i've just told everyone um, so I did loads in, what was it? I can't remember. We had to basically find the land to do this on because obviously it's got to be, you know, land where no one lives, particularly because they don't want the individual. Nah, it's too, too much pollution and whatnot near cities and things. So it's got to be somewhere else. So I'm wondering if all the, we didn't have enough areas for all the supermarkets. I know that. So I'm wondering if that has now been solved. I don't know. Um, we also encouraged manufacturers who um, were spending rather a lot of money on imported food to actually just grow it themselves. So like the herbs and spices that they might, maybe they're making ready-made lasagna, for instance. So they might grow the herbs and spices on land next to them. So that they're growing part of the, part of the ingredient and then they just bring in the rest of it, you know. So it makes things prettier around these big manufacturing places. Do you know what I mean? There's like um, manufacturers that now grow olive trees, for instance, to put olives in things. And um, olive trees are good because they also secrete oil into the ground, which is what they needed because the oil rehydrates the land after the scorching. Um, so, yeah, that's my big secret about the softs. And I hope other countries... And other farmers will be really, really proud of themselves for for growing because it's made a real difference to the global climate. Thanks for listening. My name's Red Cachet. Bye.